It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here. It is March 1st. It is Friday. Can you believe it? I had a bit of an issue with the with the recording, or not the recording, but the uploading uh, the other day. So, got the first episode from the Combine up yesterday, and now we got this one coming up today. We are talking about Ron Rivera's press conference at the Scouting Combine. Uh, before we get into that, though, just want to jump in. Uh, Forgot to talk about this quick on the last episode, so I'll make note of this now. The two veterans that have basically been released, or we know are not coming back to the Carolina Panthers. One, of course, is safety Mike Adams, and the other is quarterback Captain Munnerlyn. Two two longtime veterans, uh, Adams, a bit more tenure with the Panthers than Munnerlyn, but... um, both obviously brought great presence to the Panthers, especially Mike Adams, who uh, really, even at his age, played really well for the Panthers. Uh, you know, I'm sure salary cap had a little bit to do with this, and like we talked about uh, the other day with the uh, with the salary or the uh, cornerbacks, when we talked about uh, you know, when we did the salary cap series, uh, there was potential for Marlin to be cut and save. A couple of million dollars, and that's exactly what happened here. Uh, and speaking of safeties, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit because that was one of the things that Rivera talked about at his press conference. So we'll get into that a little bit, but um, obviously it does does leave a little bit of a hole because we don't know. You know, Eric Reed is back, but now you need someone to uh, to step up next to him, and at the cornerback position. Uh, you know, Munnerlyn obviously played a lot of nickel, but so did Corn Elder. He got a little bit of playing time there at, at the corner position, and I'm intrigued now to see if uh, you know how much more playing time he's going to get if he's going to be able to take on a bigger role. I've always been a fan of Corn Elder, so it's going to be going to be exciting to see, or at least watch him compete and see if he can uh, if he can earn more snaps. At, at the nickel position, I, I think he's got a good chance to do so. You know, maybe they put Rashawn Gold in there, but I imagine they'll uh, they'll play him more at safety like they did last year. So, uh, like I said, it's always intriguing to find out how you how you go about with these replacements. But uh, definitely, the veteran leadership will be missed. Uh, especially after Julius Peppers left, but uh, the nice thing too about this now is that the, the the average age is definitely getting a lot younger than it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know the exact number, but I mean, with three basically in their mid to late thirties now gone, obviously that really brings the average age down. So, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm sure someone has that there. I don't have it on me right now, but it's definitely got to be. Quite down now. 
so with, with that, let's talk about Ron Rivera. And again, he, uh, like I said, he met with the, the media yesterday at the NFL scouting combine or here at the scouting combine, I should say, since I am here. Uh, and obviously there was some, there were some good notes and I actually wrote a piece for Panthers wire, basically giving written a written version as it were of, of that, uh, of that press conference. And, uh, obviously a good bit of the talk or a little bit of the talk was about, was about Cam Newton. And of course, certainly the possibility of bringing in another quarterback, to the mix, uh, he was asked if they'll go the free agent route. Or he talked about the possibility of going the free agent route. He basically shot down that possibility. Uh, it, if there is going to be a new quarterback coming in, it will be via the draft. But he also made note, and you know, as coaches and GMs tend to usually do, shine a positive light on a lot of their players at these kind of press conferences. But he did, he did say he likes. What he has is as far as his young quarterbacks. Uh, he he was also asked if uh, they might consider tendering Taylor Heineke, but Rivera is one of those guys that uh, you know he doesn't get into to contracts and things like that. He basically said those are questions that you should defer to Marty Herney, and of course Marty Herney did not speak at the combine, so you know we'll have to. We'll have to leave it at that, but uh, it is intriguing that he said he's not going to bring in a free agent quarterback, and obviously that's of note because of a certain quarterback that we've talked about in the past, that being, of course, Colin Kaepernick and the uh, and his lawyer coming out and saying the Panthers are one of the teams that could sign Colin Kaepernick. So sh- kind of shutting down the idea of a free agent probably means we can forget about Colin Kaepernick in a Panthers uniform. Um, as far as draft quarterbacks go again, and, and he talked, he talked about how, cause one, one of the, one of the writers also mentioned that Cam has also been, the only quarterback that the Panthers have drafted in the Ron Rivera era. And Rivera made note that that's not necessarily because they didn't want to draft a quarterback. That's more because uh, the other quarterbacks that they may have wanted had gone for their pick. Uh, But he, but as far as quarterbacks say in this class, and I just wrote a small profile about one of those quarterbacks, uh, Jordan Ta'amu, I think he's an intriguing quarterback. In fact, I got a chance to talk to him a couple of minutes at the at the combine. Seems like a really cool dude. Um, you know, v- very excited to be here. He definitely raved about and. You know, we, we've all seen the picture of DK Metcalf, so he really didn't get into him. I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other receivers, so I asked him his thoughts on uh, Demarcus Lodge, and um, and then we talked about Dawson Knox, and he he definitely raved about them. With you know, thinks there's very good very good things in store for them. You know, especially Dawson Knox with uh, 
you know, the kind of shift we're seeing in the NFL with with the tight end position. So I, th- I think Dawson Knox is definitely intriguing. But I, I like Tamo, and it's an interesting story, too, because, you know, he's definitely one that's kind of earned his way up the ladder. You know, he certainly wasn't given anything coming out of high school or even in the middle of his college career. This was a kid that only had one offer, one full offer from a college, and that was in Division Two. I'm sorry, that, that was it was more of a JUCO college. It was uh, New Mexico Military Institute. That's actually where he started his college football. And, of course, he's from Hawaii. Uh, he said that was the only the only offer he got initially, and then he played there a little bit, and then got the then got the opportunity to transfer to big time college football, and it came down to Ole Miss or Minnesota, and he decided to stick with Ole Miss as um, he basically liked the way they were coming after him, so he decided to go with Ole Miss, and of course. Uh, Started behind or started his career as the backup behind Shea Patterson. Patterson gets injured in the middle of the 2017 season. Tamu comes in and never relinquishes the job. Patterson, of course, ends up transferring to Michigan. And and we saw that Tamu was a pretty big arm. Uh, definitely, you know, obviously the lack of experience at big time college football is something you have to at least feel comfortable with before you go after this guy. But in, in what is not really a deep class at quarterback, and it's, it's obviously something many have talked about already, you know, this is something, this is going to be something that we're going to beat to death over the next two months. But Todd was intriguing. And, um, and he he did say that he he met with the Panthers. Uh, I I would not be opposed to them taking say a, a mid round pick on Tamu. I think he's a I think he's definitely a guy you can work with. I think he's definitely a guy that you can you know at least let them compete for the backup job. He could definitely come in and compete with Kyle Allen for the backup job and. Certainly, with the way the Panthers have been rolling three quarterbacks, uh, it'd be nice to have two young quarterbacks that you can uh, you can develop. It's similar to what Kevin Colbert told me when we talked about his backup quarterbacks. He, you know, he he's excited about the fact that they have two young guys that they can develop behind Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolph. So maybe the Panthers go kind of a similar route there. And then obviously, you know, you have to factor in the possibility of Cam Newton, not, you know, maybe missing some time at the start of the season, a guy like Tom who can come in and push Allen and they'll compete against each other. And then it at least would create a solid quarterback to kind of keep things stable. Uh, when you get, if, if the opportunity comes up that one of those two guys has to come in for Cam Newton. So re- really intriguing, really intriguing with Tamu. And again, you know, intrigued, intrigued by the fact that if they do bring in a quarterback, it is going to be via the draft. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Uh, a couple other notes. Uh, they talked about Christian McCaffrey and, you know, of course, uh, wanting to, you know, he, he was asked if it's important to bring in someone to kind of take some pressure or take some workload off of Christian McCaffrey. And Rivera did, did find it important. He actually said, quote, understanding what Christian did last year, how many reps he played, that's something we do have a concern with, unquote. So, I mean, obviously McCaffrey's shown that he can handle the workload, but, you know, we also saw in the playoffs with the Rams, uh, two running backs both get a ton of carries, well, at least in the first two playoff games until he got to the Super Bowl when Todd Gurley barely got anything, and McVay took responsibility for that uh, here at the when he talked here at the Combine. But you saw uh, Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson both – carry the ball quite a bit and both be very effective carrying the ball. Is that something that the Panthers could employ? Depends who they get right now. They really don't have a, a second running back that I think can handle the type of workload that you saw even CJ Anderson get in the playoffs behind Gurley. But, um, you know, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprising now if, and say in the middle middle of the draft they they pluck a running back you know there's certainly good running backs uh, across the board you know and it, it doesn't feel like a lot of a lot of them if any of them are going to go high um, if, if anybody's going to go high it's probably going to be Josh Jacobs or Damian Harris but there are a lot of quality depth guys and that's actually a term uh, Rivera used as well in talking about the this quarterback class, uh, but he's he's al- he's also very excited about the running back class. So you know, there, there's definitely the possibility now that running that a running back will be taken uh, in this draft. The center position, of course, was brought up with the retirement of Ryan Khalil, and one of the one of the, the things that Rivera mentioned was um, he is he did feel confident in Tyler Larson stepping up into that role. Uh, he liked the fact that he likes the fact that Larson has experience. Um, he feels he has some of those leadership qualities that he looks for in the center position, but he's always looking for ways to improve the team and or improve that position. And I. Still circle back, and I'm going to circle back quite often to uh, to Garrett Bradbury. And, uh, you know, he, he talked a bit about at the Combine, uh, t- talked about, you know, and he definitely sounds like he's a, you know, he doesn't care what position he plays, and he, he just wants to be out there playing football, and that's what led to him. Because if you recall, uh, Bradbury actually started his career at tight end 
and moved uh, to guard, he said that was because he just wanted to play more. He want he wanted to see more snaps. Uh, he, he he figured he'd be playing basically every snap if he started guard versus only about 15, 20 snaps if he's playing a tight end. So he made the move and, um, you know, you, you definitely have seen it pay off so far. He's obviously very strong. Uh, we, we saw that on film and we saw that at the, at the bench press, he actually pumped out 34 reps uh, on the bench press and was asked about that. I uh, said he expected it. So that's good, great confidence out of him. I actually said he was hoping for 35, uh, but you can't, you can't argue with 34 reps. So that's, that's big time. And I certainly would certainly feel he'll be a, a, a really good fit in Carolina. I, I got a chance to ask Rivera about uh, Ian Thomas, and he's just hoping for the next step in terms of being a more consistent player. Uh, he wants him to step to the forefront, as he put it, and just be a great compliment to Greg Olson. Uh, Rivera likes the fact now that he has two kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say counterproductive, but um, you, you kind of get where I'm saying complimentary. There we go. That, that's a good word. Two complimentary tight ends to each other. He said he had that uh, early, early in his time here in Carolina, and now he's getting back to it. And, and you, you kind of saw it uh, last season. Uh, you know, Rivera made note uh, when he said he wants him to be a consistent player. You know, we, we saw him, and he basically put it as. He would pop up for a little. He would show up for a little bit and then disappear. Rivera just wants him to just keep being consistent with uh, with his play. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, Rivera talked about the tight end position, or excuse me, the uh, defensive line position a little bit. Um, kind of talked a little bit about what he looks for. Uh, he likes guys that just get across the line of scrimmage or able to recognize runner pass. Um, he, he talked about how the run defense struggled a little bit at the start of the season. Uh, he kind of he factors in the uh, the new tandem of Short and Dontari Poe because of that. He's he's one that likes. Uh, continuity believes in continuity and the relationships between uh, the two defensive tackles together because he made note that uh, the first five years of K1 Short's career, he's, he'd been playing with Starlo Tulele. Now he's playing with Dontari Poe. So it took a little bit of time for that uh, for that relationship to build. But once it did, you, stopped, you saw the defense improve a little bit. Um, 
he likes his, some of his young guys on the outside, and including particularly mentioned uh, Marquise Haynes, as somebody called an outside attack guy, uh, and also hoping for a little more out of F.A. Obata. So, you know, they've... Obviously, we talk about wanting to get more pre- more help on edge, but there are some young guys, too, that I think can continue to develop. Um, you know, Haynes, we've, we've talked about numerous times. Uh, he's, he's not going to be a guy that will be on the field every down for you, but he is someone that uh, can, can just get after the quarterback. He's definitely someone that, you know, on third downs, bring him in as a rotational piece and just let him get after the quarterback. And Obata, you really saw step up as well uh he he raved about uh dj moore uh he was asked if dj moore can be a number one receiver and he kind of bounced that question with another question saying were we talking uh vertical number one or uh under an underneath type receiver because he feels dj moore can do it all he can be that deep threat and he can work he can work underneath uh he mentioned how dj moore was like number two in terms of yards after the catch. And, and you really saw, even going back to his Maryland days, that was one of his best traits was his yards after the catch. So it's going to be fun to watch him just develop more. Um, and same with a guy like Curtis Samuel. It'll be fun to watch him develop more. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this wide receiver group. Um, definitely think they could bring in another guy via the draft, but I think at this point, and even on my last mock draft, I gave them Terry McLaurin, or McLaurin out of Ohio State, just adding playmakers to this offense. And then the Eric Reed stuff. Um, the key takeaway is that um, they're looking for a pair right now for Eric Reed, or in other words, they're looking for you know that second safety. And he said a lot of it's good, a lot of that's going to depend on where they play Eric Reed, which hasn't been decided. They'll figure that out more toward OTAs. You know, is he going to be closer to the box? Is he going to be uh, the deep safety? So it's all about looking for a player right now that's going to kind of complement Eric Reed's skill set. Like I said earlier, I imagine Rashawn Golden is probably going to get one of the first shots. So it'll be interesting. You know, just and Denor Searcy is kind of still in the mix. Um, I'll be intrigued to see what what goes on with him. So. It'll be fun to watch as the offseason progresses, but obviously overall, uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, There was no two about Greg Olson because uh, Greg Olson, of course, the reports are that he's been getting job offers to be TV analysts, which is more intriguing now that the analyst job on Monday Night Football has now opened up with Jason Witten all of a sudden coming out of retirement and coming back to play football for the Cowboys for what will be his 16th season. And Adam Schefter actually made a note that uh, Witten wants to be a coach. And this is going to kind of help jumpstart uh, jump that career. And then, of course, offensive tackle was talked about. Um, you know, he, he was asked if or what what the plan is at offensive tackle and if Matt Khalil and Darrell Williams fit into that plan and Rivera immediately said that they do uh, he said Matt Khalil's been in the building working out 
Uh, so it, it does sound like, or at least for now, you know, again, maybe to save face a little bit and just let's try to stay positive with these players, but it does, you know, it, because I've mentioned, I think he could be a post June 1st cut, but um, certainly the draft is going to play a factor into that as well. You know, do they grab a tackle early? If they do, what does that mean for guys like Khalil and Daryl Williams? So uh, definitely a lot of spotlight on them, but the way Rivera was talking, and again, it could be a smokescreen, who knows, but uh, he definitely is excited to have both those guys in the future if if they're able to. So that's kind of the uh, the highlights or a lot of the notes from Rivera's press conference. Uh, Friday, and we started talking to players on Thursday as well. Um, got to talk, got to ask a couple players, uh, just you know, a couple things, and asked some if they met with the Panthers. Uh, one in particular, speaking of offensive tackles, that told me he's met with the Panthers was Greg Little, uh, the fantastic tackle out of Old Miss. I mean, there's you look at that Old Miss offense. There's obviously a lot of a lot of offensive talent coming into this draft, but uh, Greg Little did tell me he's he's met with the Panthers, and I know there's some out there that would love to see Greg Little in a Panthers uniform. Uh, I think that'd be a nice tackle duo between Greg Little and um, and Taylor Moten. So that's yeah, I'm, I'm certainly a fan of guys like Jonah Williams. That versatility, uh, Greg Little certainly would. Would not be a bad fit as well. Um, it's there's definitely a lot of good, a lot of good players here. Uh, we'll talk to more players today, including uh, quarterbacks and tight ends. I don't believe Kyler Murray is speaking to the media, but Dwayne Haskins is. So there's, and I'm sure everybody's going to flock to him. But it'll be. It, it'll be a fun day. Uh, the coaches and GMs are done, so it's basically just the players. Uh, but just continuing to enjoy time here and um, hopefully bring you guys some more info. Hopefully talk to a couple more of these players and just enjoying the experience. But, but with that, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setty, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on basically wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast. It is there. Uh, and obviously, if you're, you know, you think about it, too. If you listen to this podcast, you're, you're obviously following the podcast. And again, for that, I thank you guys so much. Uh, so until next time, keep it locked right here with me with the Panthers on the Locked On Podcast Network. And locked on Panthers. And until next time, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.